serve it up to the whiskey run dry. And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave. Dave Stevens. I'm Tony Perbonanzi. There are two people missing today. Uh, Connor's not here. He has some homework to do. He's almost done with his college stuff. So he decided to take the week off. And David is dealing with his in-laws. So he decided to take the week off, too. And which is fine, because it's really... We didn't have a game yesterday, so... This could be a very short podcast. I, you know, those those guys are all in with the loon season this year. You know, the the loons mm-hmm. are on an, a rare early, you know, game week two bye week, and yeah. so you know they're they're just falling right along and taking their bye week as well. So sure, go for it, go for it, plow on along. Yeah, we set, figured we'd have to do one this week, just a short one, because we have to make our predictions, which I have their predictions uh, texted to me, um, and also we have to start our new uh, segment called Ask the. Uh, Ask the AI, uh, where we will ask the uh, chat GPT some questions and uh, get uh, tell you their response. So, uh, Dave, you met up with me yesterday and my family and in-laws up at the Lookout Bar and Grill in uh, sure did. Maple Grove. And uh, had some beers up there, played some pull tabs, won some big money. Yeah. You know, which is it's amazing. Like it is. And I feel like... I- Granted, I don't play pull tabs as often as you probably do, but uh, it, it had felt like it had been a long time since I won anything significant. So that was kind of, yeah. I was, I just remember being more surprised than anything else. So that was great. Yeah, it's good. Uh, good food up there. Uh, and then we headed off to uh, Omni for a couple drinks and uh, huh, those are going to be our beers today, I think. Or, or you got Omni, I got Omni today. That's right. Yeah. Yep, so we have no other beers today. So uh, yeah, there's that. Um, Dave, it did... Uh, the start of March means the end of meteoro- meteorological meteorog- meteorological say that word five hundred times uh, winter <laughs> winter which means it's technically springtime but uh, mm. I, I we're gonna get snow tonight and then we're supposed to get another snowstorm later this week so that's not really springtime yet so no yeah and how, how how does that go again because you know isn't around March twenty first usually the spring equinox. Um, yes, and yes, that yes. is the official start of spring. That's the official start of spring, but at meteorologists, uh-huh. their start of spring is always the end of February. They they kick in a little earlier than that. Hey, that works for now, me. But yeah, it is fitting how we're supposed to get a, some fairly significant snow overnight. But we'll see what happens. It's it's bullshit, Dave. That's what it is. It's, yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. You know exactly, exactly. They're uh-huh. scaring us. They're scaring us. They say we might get you know maybe close to a foot of snow this week. You know, of course, that's yeah. right ahead of the the loons home opener. So maybe they're mm-hmm. just doing that mm-hmm. to scare us. You know, that's right. Uh, now, who are you taking to the loons home opener? That we have you have those two free well, tickets. I still have to figure that out. So, um, yeah, because Connor has a ticket. So whether he gives them to me or not, that's to be determined in the next couple of days. So I know yeah. that uh, our friend of the podcast, friend of ours, John can't make it he's got he's got to save his money for some big plans coming up later this uh, oh, that's right yeah 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 yeah. that's right so we and shall other see for, yeah we got well you we got you got time you got time yeah yep got time but yeah it, it would be great to get the home opener if i can't uh so be it of course i'll be able to watch it you know from my couch or something like that but uh yeah so it's still very much unknown whether i'm going to the home, home opener or not i'd love to again this year so we'll see what happens now this will be the first home opener that uh, at the uh, Allianz field that I've missed to be really? in person for. Yep. Cause I've been to everyone uh, since the intro of Allianz field. 
Um, yeah, like, except yeah, for, I mean, except I for the say, COVID year. Yeah, because we started. Was it? Uh, oh boy, was it? Is it? Was it twenty? It was. Was it twenty nineteen with New York City FC? Wasn't that the first so. one? Twenty nineteen might have been. Yeah. Yep. We we were going to go in twenty twenty, but of course that didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. I got a couple away matches under our belt before we, but we couldn't go in twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty one. 2021 oh yeah we did go to that one didn't we yeah we did that was the uh that was the uh what do you call it the uh weird like 50 percent capacity 50 percent capacity was even that yeah we all sat with connor and we had to wear our masks even though it was outdoors and yeah it might not have been 50 percent capacity that's right yeah okay yeah well thanks for the recap because then of course the next year uh, last year would have been nashville and uh we Mm -hmm. were at that kind of uh stormy Thunderstorm the, uh, game, thunder, thunderstorm slash snowstorm game. The all seasons in one game game really is what it was. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, so I guess I have been to every opener at Allianz mm-hmm. as well uh, that I could, mm-hmm. that I can go. I was yeah. thinking I my tra- my work travels kept me away from one of those, but no. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That maybe a little extra motivation for me this uh, week to try and uh, make sure I secure those tickets from Connor and get to the game. Mm-hmm. This will be the first home opener that I don't go to, and I'll be watching on a and it probably be the only home opener I ever watch in a hotel room in Mountain Iron, Minnesota. So mm-hmm. um yeah, that'll be that'll be that. Uh, I'm sure that the local bars will have it on up, up in the iron range. <laughs> I was gonna I say, say I can't believe highly, you said that with highly great. fucking doubt that. Highly fucking doubt I mean, that. Let me tell the you the only thing you got going on it's we're still kind of in especially in the evenings, we're still kind of in the middle of a, a sports dead zone at post, you know, for the iron range, your post football, pre-baseball. So you're in that kind of dead zone. So you never know. What I'm saying is, I don't know how many of those Iron Range bars have Dish Network as their, you know, whatever. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like if I was going down to the local bars in Buell, the two bars in Buell, uh, especially Billy's Bar, uh, I doubt they have Dish Network as their stream, as their service. So I'm thinking they probably couldn't have the game on anyways. Mm-hmm. And good luck trying to get them to sync, sync up to my freaking iPhone to watch it. I mean, that's not going to happen. No, so, no, uh, but... The good news is if, say, you did have to run out to a bar or restaurant or whatever, you know, matches at 730. But if you did have to be out and about, of course, now Mm -hmm. with uh, Apple TV, you can stream it on any device, your your cell phone, if you wanted to, tablet, Mm -hmm. if you could. But yeah, so as long as you got a cellular connection, that's pretty, that's the nice thing. And you don't have to worry about blackout dates, Mm -hmm. you know, unlike ESPN Plus, which you could stream as well. But Uh I do want to mention also that I think next Sunday's podcast will be our five-year anniversary podcast, I believe. Wow. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll have – everybody will be around for that one. I think we will be. And I will have a new brewery, uh, hopefully, from the Iron Range. So that'll I'm a, that to look forward to. Um, it's either five next years. podcast or the podcast after. I'm not sure. It's yeah, five, been five years. You're, and you're, you're talking about the anniversary of your first, you, your and David's first podcast together. Yep. That would have, let me pull it up here. That would have been, yeah, March. Well, you published it on March 20th. So, yeah, well, I guess that, that would be, that would make sense. So, it, that gives us another week. So, it's essentially, I would say, two weeks from now. Okay. It's two weeks from now. Okay. Good. Yep. Fantastic. You got time to plan, mm-hmm. time to prepare. Big party, big party, let me tell you. Um, no, um, uh, Let's see. Well, let's since we're kind of going off the cuff here because really there's no game to talk about. Let's talk about the beers we got yesterday from Omni Day. Sure. sure. Uh, 
I'll go first since I got a crazy beer that Dave was looked at me like when I got it. He's like, you're really going to get that? I'm like, yes, I am. Because <laughs> I'm crazy. Uh, I went with the uh, BA Barrel Age Superior Siege Weapon. And this is a barley wine that is aged in Heaven Hills bourbon barrels. And it comes in at, I think, like, I don't even know what the percentage is on. It was, it was around on 12, website. wasn't it? Yeah, it was something like that. 12 or more. Yeah, 12.3. 12.3. This is a, uh, well, if anybody's never had barley wine, barley wines, we just, I, we had to look this up. I think I knew this, but I forgot about it. Barley wines are uh, beers that are strong ales that are ranged between 6 and 12% alcohol by volume, which is why they call it a barley wine, because they're a little bit up there. Um, This one, it was aged in bourbon barrels. So you get the, alcohol and then you get the bourbon a little bit of sweetness of the bourbon with it so it's actually kind of a a smooth type of uh barley wine uh it's a sipper to say the least but i you really can't taste the alcohol too much you get a lot of sweetness in it and it's actually fairly good uh so if you're at uh omni pick one up have one taste test one do whatever uh but don't have too many of them because they'll definitely kick your ass so hmm yeah, oh yeah, and of course. And we didn't have it there, obviously, but uh, yeah, they yeah. serve it in the tulip, of course. So yeah, and, and I think da- somebody like David would enjoy this because you get like that little bit of that bourbon on the back end of it, and uh, they did a really good job with this. So yeah, uh, Dave, what do you got from Omni tonight? Yeah, I kind of I went. I, I mean, of course, while we were there yesterday, I had to get my my favorite, the daily dose, of course, the coffee cream ale. I talk about oh, yeah. coffee cream ales all the time, but uh, so I decided to do something a little different for the podcast here, and by different, definitely went different. Um, that kind of continues a little bit of streak I've been on as far as different beers, but I ended up getting a crawler of their uh, rosemary mint ale, and so that's they just classify that as a herb ale, uh, which is something I really, I mean. I, I can't say that I've I've had something maybe similar, but I haven't had anything like this before. And first impressions are really, really good. Um, obviously, it sounds odd when you think about rosemary and mint in a beer, um, mm. but they, they they aren't the mint. You, I got a taste of the mint, but it's not overpowering. It doesn't it's you know, that, that was my first thought. Oh, that's going to be too weird to be enjoyable. But uh, somehow they, they did it just right. Um, and the beer itself is incredibly smooth and refreshing and light. And so it's 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 five percent. So it's it's not a heavy beer. But even at five percent, it's amazingly light. It's not mm-hmm. a sipper. Unlike yours, you could you could really pound one of these down pretty quickly if you wanted to. They're yeah. so good. And so, yeah, another nice thing about it is you almost there's a little hoppiness in here but you almost don't even know you're necessarily drinking a beer. And also it's not very highly carbonated as well. So it doesn't have that typical kind of lager dryness to it. It's more, mm-hmm. it's smooth and refreshing and light and yeah, it's, it's really good. So yeah, I'm for trying something different. I'm pleasantly surprised. That's good for you. It's got rosemary mint in it. So you feel like you're like, you yeah. know, get a, get a, little, it's a little, it's energizing in a sense, almost. It's refreshing, exactly right. refreshing number one. But yeah, so that was kind of cool. Of course, we've been to Omni many, many, many times. We recorded our podcast mm-hmm. there, um, but I have not had this particular beer from them. So it was nice to try something different. And just to uh, follow up on Omni, they are remodeling inside. They're oh. adding more to their bar area. So uh, that isn't finished yet. So we'll see how that looks when they're finished. But now you, when you buy your beers, you kind of go over to the left-hand side and 
they've added a little more table space in there and, and done differently with their tables. So yeah, they, uh, definitely. And there was a lot of people there yesterday. At, it was uh, packed. Saturday was, at, uh, was it two thirty, three o'clock? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I suppose prime time. It was a pretty nice day. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I didn't even peek into the tent that they have, but I think that mm-hmm. was pretty full too. Cause you could see people yeah. coming in constantly, you know, getting in mm-hmm. line. So yeah, it threw me off, you know, going over to the other section of the bar to order, but I think mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see what it's going to look like. So more bar space is a plus for sure. And who knows yeah. what they're going to do with that back wall. So yeah, exciting times. Yeah, as long as they put the big TV back up there, that's all I care about. So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So no game last night. Uh, just a couple things to go over uh, from last night's uh, games. Uh, Freaking St. Louis is 2-0, and which yes. is amazing. Uh, being the expansion team this year, that is that's crazy. Uh, they beat uh, Charlotte, I think, yesterday. Yeah, uh, Charlotte yesterday. Char- and yep. It was Charlotte mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Escaping me who they beat uh, back last week in week one. But uh, one thing I do recall from both those games is, and I, you know, I was actually watching, I did, I wasn't watching that game in its entirety, but I, I did decide to check out uh, the MLS 360, the kind of spin around show that they have on Apple mm-hmm. TV. It's cool. It's it's I, I think there's room for improvement. Um, oh, yeah. It so basically I love watching like the red zone NFL red zone. And so it's mm-hmm. obviously the closest thing I'd compare to the red zone is kind of nice because you have one host. Um, Scott Hansen, I believe is his name, but uh, you have one host and he, it's basically dominated by, you know, bouncing from game to game to game. He'll if there's commercial breaks in all the games, he might they might go to studio and he might say a few words, this and that. But it, it's basically here's the games. Let the local announcers do it. Whereas MLS 360, they have, I think, a studio with like four or five hosts. And so they're constantly coming into studio, constantly, you know, talking over the game, which I didn't love. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's exciting. It's nice to have. We didn't really have something like that before. And it's right on the Apple, you know, season pass. So it's easy to get to bounce between that. If you see a game that you're interested in, say like the St. Louis game, you can jump over to that one really easy within the app. So from that sense, it's pretty darn cool. But anyways, I was getting it. So I did watch some of that game last night and I watched a little bit of their, you know, week one. I think I did the pitcher and pitcher with, uh, tried the pitcher and pitcher functionality of Apple TV. And so I did see a little bit of St. Louis games just out of curiosity. Uh, I have some family from St. Louis and uh, so I'm interested the one thing about that game that I kind of took the long way to get to is they were really, really gifted goals in both of those games, like unbelievably bad mistakes from uh, Charlotte last night, just basically mm-hmm. pass, a bad, I think it was a bad pass back to the goalkeeper. Uh, same, essentially the same thing kind of happened in their first game. So now that being said, I mean, you look, you know, they scored six goals, you know, so. I'm sorry that yeah, they scored six goals, given away three. So yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, even without those gifts, they're 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 looking pretty good. But yeah, so that's mm-hmm. certainly the surprise, at least in the Western Conference, probably in all of MLS. Yeah, definitely. Uh they uh it's surprising to see of course an expansion team come out to a two. I guess Austin is an expansion team. They were fairly decent. Um mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't really bad. Now Charlotte was shit. Uh and we of course were shit. But uh, yeah. Atlanta came out. Atlanta came out pretty good when they came out as expansion team. So it's anybody's guess, you know. It, it's interesting to see. Yeah, like we're we're kind of you know at least in recent history we're kind of like I suppose you'd have to say what Cincinnati didn't come out on exactly on fire. Um, that's that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but for it is 
interesting to see. It's, it's, it's good. It's good for the league, obviously, when you get brand new expansion clubs that are able to come and compete right away, like the likes of, you mentioned Austin, and of course, going back to the, you know, LAFC days in Atlanta. So it's good to see. It's just adds to the parody of the league. So for better or worse, this league has some significant parody in it. It's, uh, it's not like soccer is not like any other leagues where expansion teams come out of the gates and they completely are terrible. Well, they used to be. Now I think with free agency and uh, trades and stuff, uh, these franchises are getting better uh, the first year they come out. Uh, if you look back at like baseball, I remember the Miami Marlins and the Colorado Rockies were just shitty teams because they had nobody. Uh, now you get expansion teams and they actually have players uh, they've signed or they traded for in the draft and everything like that. So, but soccer is interesting because some teams can be really well, good, some teams be really bad, and it's all about the style of play you're going to play and it, it's, transactions and things of that nature. So, yeah, we've seen like with Cincinnati, they've had kind of a train wreck with their coaching staff, and so you got to mm-hmm. choose, you got to choose the right coach. You know, here in Minnesota, there was you know there's a lot of criticism about the old three year plan. Haven't mentioned that in a yep. long time, but. But, you know, at least they set the, you know, Minnesota United kind of did it. I guess, you know, they had a plan. They stuck to it. And it's now, look, Minnesota has been in the playoffs last four years. So basically the plan that they laid out worked. But, yeah, like you said, you get with the expansion draft, with free agency, it does make it does make teams. You can you can you're able to compete early if you have a successful framework built. And the other thing, of course, MLS has going forward is essentially it's it's a significantly salary cap league other than your three DPs and that you can have, that makes it difficult because you got to hit mm-hmm. on those. But, and, but mm-hmm. if you do, if you do like Austin did, and in some cases mm-hmm. um, you can have success right away because you're, you're every team is limited by the salary cap that leads to the parity. And if you hit right on your DPs, it's going to go a long way. So. Yep. Atlanta did that with their DPs. Um, we didn't because I think we, it was a money, it was a money deal. Money thing. Yeah. Money thing. That shouldn't be a problem anymore because all this, you know, Apple money and Allianz Field money and beer money they get from us, the freaking games. I mean, come on. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, my guy, the Aegis Wonder, uh, Cialini, scored for LAFC. Or, yeah, LAFC, yes. LAFC, yes. No. Yes, LAFC. Scored for them yesterday uh, on a little rebound. So uh, good to see him get on the scoreboard. Freaking 38 years old. Hey, wow. come on. Got to be coming to his end of his time here, but he wants to win another championship. So go for it, man. Do what you got to do. Um, Let's talk a little loons uh, this uh, week with training and stuff. Still no Ray. Everybody knows there's no Ray. There's been no talk nothing. of Ray. Nothing. So zero. That's zero. Nothing. Okay. There was a little talk of a, uh, a Korean, South Korean winger coming over here. Uh, don't know the name of the guy, uh, but he obviously plays in Europe. So if you want to go online, like I have, and all of us have on this podcast, go online and see what young wingers there are playing in Europe right now from South Korea. And there's a bunch. Uh, so who it is, I don't know, but there's a couple of guys though. I looked at that aren't wingers attacking midfielders that I saw that would be very intriguing if they picked up, but I don't think they're doing that. So, Mm. but yeah. Who knows? Who knows is right. I mean, this is, you know, it's, on, you know, as we record here on Sunday night, heading in, you know, Sunday night of the bye week and into next week's uh, home opener. I mean, maybe we'll find out uh, 
before then, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath, but certainly what we do know is uh, as of uh, when uh, they released right now. Oh, it says, oh, I'm just kidding. They're not. <laughs> yeah. You got me going. I was hoping, no, no. but yeah, no, I guess as we know, I think uh, this past Wednesday, um, I think he, Mark Watson had traveled back from, from Europe. Mm -hmm. So, and he, every, you know, and Heath in his interviews midweek still sounded optimistic. So Mark Watson's coming back. He still sounds optimistic. And I don't know if I'm trying to read between the lines, it's sometimes tough to do with these guys, but it, it sounds like they're, they're pushing for, you know, to get somebody over here, you know, soon, you know, yes, like this yeah. during this window, not later in yep. the summer. As he's, so. And they also have to think about, I mean, I hate to say it, but really you should be looking for an attacking midfielder too. Maybe. Cause I don't know if you really want to no. keep putting Robin Lud as the attacking midfielder. Uh, but it worked last game, but you would like to see somebody kind of youngish and, you know, you don't spend too much money, but go out there and find somebody that can do something. Cause we don't know. Yeah. If, we don't, Ray's situation is we don't know. And, and we, we don't, don't, and there's, there's no, like, you can't speculate. It's going to be back here in two weeks, three weeks, the whole freaking year. Boy. I mean, that, I don't know. So it could be, we don't know. All we know is he's, you know, he's suspended without pay right now. So you'd think there'd be some motivation for him to get back, but Hey, who knows? He, who knows? But I said, but I guess right now, I mean, yes, you know, it, we're, I guess it's a, we're, we're lucky that Robin Lude can, can play in that position if called upon. Mm -hmm. And he has obviously um, even last week, um, but it's, it'll, it's nice to have that flexibility, especially if they bring somebody else, if they bring in another attacking player, whether it's that, you know, true kind of 10 midfield role, but yeah, yeah. whether it is or not, it's nice. It'll add to the flexibility. It's something we'd like to see because, um, you know, I, we're, I know we're the jury's still kind of out on Hwangwe, So Bongi, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, he's made some progress. It's hard to read into to one game, but um, you know, we had this youngish attacking midfield guy for a while. I don't remember what his name was. Maybe it was oh, was it Tommy Chacon? Remember that whole mm -hmm. situation? And uh, wouldn't it be nice to still have Tommy around to to do to take over for Ray when Ray is maybe. not here? Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe, maybe. You know, obviously he didn't like him, so it is what it is. It, it's an interesting thought experiment, I guess, at the very least. Like, let's just say they were very, very patient with him. Obviously, mm -hmm. they weren't. But if they were patient, now all of a sudden, mm -hmm. after a couple of years, would he be ready to step into that role after just, say, kind of training? And I know, you know, maybe they didn't want to, I mean, he was getting significant money. Maybe they didn't want to kind of pay that money uh, for two years just to be patient until we really could have used him well, if he could have developed with this club. But, well, he could have spent time last year in the the deuce. He could have been in the deuce last year, getting all his minutes down there. You know, I mean, frankly, the way they handled Chami Chacon's situation just boggles my mind. Uh, and it has since they released him. Uh, he's never really given a chance to do anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he had kind of a, I think he also had kind of a bad attitude too, but whatever. I don't remember. It is what it is. So uh, injuries, Dave, do we have yeah. any big injuries yeah. this week? Well, um, we've certainly got some updates. Thanks to, thanks to the, thanks to Heath and kind of what he said kind of in his midweek media availability and so i guess i well, i want to circle but i remember you know just last week we we're talking oh it's kind of surprising to see you know dj taylor not playing not starting not even on 18 or 20 
And I guess we kind of got our answer to that. It, oh, I'm sorry. Taylor was on, on the bench last week, but uh, he obviously didn't play in the game. And we were kind of all surprised to see Valentin get the start on the right on the, the, uh, the right side there. But uh, the reason for that was uh, DJ Taylor was dealing with some preseason tendonitis. Um, that was his issue. So Ooh. up in the preseason. But reports are positive as of this week, as of Wednesday. Uh, they described him as being 100% full participant in training. So. That's certainly good yeah. news there. Although, you know, as we said, Valentin did kind of step up when needed and uh, did quite well for himself and kind of hardly hardly noticed uh, T- DJ Taylor's absence. But interesting that the injuries that we've, we're kind of finding out about, especially this week, are all heavily on the back line. So, um, yeah, just to mention DJ Taylor, that's the good news. He's supposedly 100% full participant in practice. But um, uh, we got Michael Marquez. He's going to be out just what's described as weeks, two to three. I mean, so you can't really know about that. So Marquez, he's out at least a few weeks. Now he, at this point, is more of a depth piece, but we'll see where there. Because then I bring his name up because also Brent Coleman and Daniil Henry are both also both out. It sounds like Brent Coleman might be a little closer to maybe even being available for this weekend. But uh, Daniil Henry, he's uh, descri- he was described as being out uh, weeks as well so it's his his return is not imminent by any stretch so so we know Matt, we have a couple injuries but not too bad i mean we're not like no not not too bad we there's no reason to panic especially after we're seeing tapias come on and make his loons debut mm-hmm. and look quite promising in the center back spot alongside michael boxel so no we're not in panic mode it's just you hate to see these injuries pile up so early into the season but I guess the, we're sitting here with pretty good news knowing that DJ Taylor's availability is full go basically for this weekend. So, so yeah, so I don't, I don't think there's any reason to panic as far as injuries. It's just interesting. So you got the defensive backfield, you know, injuries, and then you've got absences still, you know, in the attacking and forward spots, obviously with, we talked about Ray, we don't know. And then what we do know is Luis Armaria is still in Paraguay as at least as of Wednesday, last there was really any media availability so <laughs> didn't need him last didn't need him last week anyways didn't need him. yeah it, Sorry. Did, didn't well, i guess we didn't we didn't thanks no. to uh Mender garcia stepping in and, and mm-hmm. doing a fine job in you know mm-hmm. in his start you know i think they said i saw something where he played i think he played like 500 plus minutes last year with with before scoring a goal or scoring one goal and you know in here in 2023 played about 50 minutes mm-hmm. and, and already got a goal on the board so mm-hmm. yeah he's it'll be It'll be interesting following that this week to see if Luis Armaria uh, gets back from Paraguay with his green card issues sorted out. I guess it's a, his passport is still they're still dealing with it in that whole green card process. But uh, yeah, I mean, if we don't, who knows? Maybe we'll see a, a very similar lineup uh, that we saw last Saturday against Dallas. Other than maybe we'll see DJ Taylor back. Yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, our predictions for this coming up week's game against uh, the Red Bulls, I wanted to mention before I forget that there is a new cup in Minnesota. Have you seen this, Dave? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Minnesota Super Cup. And that will be played. I don't know when it's going to be played, but it's uh, Minneapolis City FC, or soccer club, is going to be in it. Uh, the Deuce is in it. So, yeah, the U19. I mean, so, uh, is it, yep. I guess basically they described it as a U19 tournament. Yeah, U19, yep. So it uh, must be, the Deuce is going to be in it, but maybe it, you're limited yeah. to your U19 players. Uh, St. Croix Soccer Club, Duluth FC, Med City FC, and Valoria FC are all in it. 
Uh, this will take place. I don't, let's see here. Group stage doesn't even tell me what the time or wherever it is, but they've got a, they got a little tournament there into a Minnesota super cup. So, um, yeah, this should be exciting. It really um, will. Yeah. And even, even for fans of, you know, the, it's for fans of Minnesota soccer, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see I don't how think it's, United two stacks up against basically go ahead, Tom. I don't think it's U19 though. Oh, I, th- I thought it I says somewhere. the Minnesota Super Cup pits the best pre-professional and semi-pro clubs in Minnesota against each other in a World Cup style tournament. Yeah, I don't think it might not be, but it might be. I wonder if pre-professional means that anybody for the deuce who's not like a. Like a sign to the team, maybe like they couldn't like throw like. Like the. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the young uh, winger. We just talked about him. Uh, what's his name? The kid from South Africa. Oh, a long way. Long way. They couldn't. They couldn't yeah, send yeah. Bongi down there to play in this tournament. No, no, you know? no. But I'm thinking there's like any of the younger guys on that team who are kind of you know whatever. So yeah, that should be fun. I wouldn't yeah, mind. For uh, sure. Wouldn't mind going to see it, especially if it's up at the uh, up in Blaine. Maybe we'll see. They got a new scoreboard now, so at least we get to see the score up there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it should be interesting. Uh, we'll talk about, well, we'll probably talk about that more when it comes up. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, let's go to predictions for the game upcoming against the uh, Red Bulls. Uh, yep. Let's see here. Connor and David put in their predictions earlier today since they're not here. Connor predicted a 2-0 win by Minnesota. David predicted a 2-1 win by Minnesota. Dave, what are you predicting? Well, this is, I guess we can go into a little bit more since we're, since they're not here, but uh, I, I do like the op- optimism in their predictions, especially considering all four of us prior to the Dallas game predicted the Loons to lose. However, this is a little bit different. Of course, it's an exciting week, you know, as a build up to the home opener, of course. So it's, it's a big, big, big time game, um, especially coming after, after a bye. So, you know, they've had plenty of time to train. I was hoping maybe they'd get some, you know, reinforcements in the attack coming back or showing up, but that doesn't appear to be the case. Although we do have a week or so before the game, but um, yeah, my, I, I'm kind of with them. My optimism is growing, especially after that, you know, the start with the, the, the road win, but this one makes me a little nervous, obviously, because we are missing, uh, key pieces in the attack, at least as we record right now. Um, they were able to get it done on the road with a one goal uh, win against Dallas. But this makes me a little nervous because the Red Bulls, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Red Bulls, Tony, but they, you know, they had a pretty good year last year. They, yeah. they allowed, they were, I think in the top, at least in the top five of all in ML, MLS, as far as goals allowed uh, at four, 41, I think it was last year. They're and pretty good. Um, yeah. And, and they're kind of continuing that trend. In fact, they, they they did lose on the road in the first week uh, to Orlando. They lost 1-0 there. Mm-hmm. And then um, I didn't get to watch much of that game, so I can't comment on it. But uh, they did. Then they their home opener was just this past Saturday, and they ended that one in a nil-nil draw against Nashville. Interesting thing about that is obviously Nashville is a pretty good club. Uh, but the interesting thing is in that nil-nil uh, draw they 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 held Nashville without a shot on goal I mean that's just kind of that's stunning yeah I mean it, it's very surprising and I think 
I mean, and they they own they kind of had the possession. I think it was close to 60-40 in, in New York Red Bull's favor, but they weren't able to do with any, anything with it either. I think they had they had a less than a half expected goal scored. New York Red Bulls. So basically what I'm getting at is this one makes me nervous. Uh, it's, we're still early in the season. Minnesota, you know, hasn't shown that they're a threat to score multiple goals here. I know everybody wants their, I think, is it McDonald's that are doing the free French fries every time balloons score two or more goals? But I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's something, it might not be McDonald's, but there's somewhere, somebody's giving away free fries. Somebody's giving away something. If they well, score like- two. It's kind of like Arby's. I think Arby's with yep. the Timberwolves gives away free uh, cheddar roast, uh, roast beef and cheddar. cheddar. Yeah. Beef yep, and cheddar so. if they score like 120, I think that's some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be, I I say I laugh because it used to be, I think, if the, 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 the Wolves just won because I did take advantage of that a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Could... If the, remember when we were back in high school, we went to those games. If the Wolves won, I think like they gave away like uh, free, was it tacos or? Uh, what was it? Was it not the uh, chalupas? Maybe it was. Maybe it's chalupas. Mm. The chalupas came out when we were in high school. But yeah, it was all about you know free tacos okay. or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, anyways, that's so. I guess what I'm saying is I don't expect there to be free French fries. I hope that's. I don't want to disappoint anybody, but that's my that's my prediction. So I was tempted to pick a nil nil scoreline, but come on, that is no fun, right? That's no fun whatsoever to go nil-nil. Home opener, because it's a home opener, I'm going with another 1-0 victory for Minnesota at home. Nice. Well, everybody's predicting a victory, and uh, Dave, I have to go against the grain here. I'm not predicting a loss, okay? but I will predict a draw, because it is New York, it's the Red Bulls. Um, I'm going to predict a 1-1 draw uh, for for this game. Just because I think the loons at home, energy, all that stuff should be able to score one. I do believe New York's going to get one back, but it could very well be a one or a, a nil-nil draw. It could be a one-nil New York game. I, I when you say Nashville didn't get a, a shot on goal all game, mm-hmm. uh, I could see that happening with the loons. I really could uh, because we have, you know, our, our our offense. Even though we did win is not really offense. It's counterattacking. It's back to what Heath wanted to do years ago was the counterattack, the counterattack, the counterattack. We don't have very much possession. We counterattack, we counterattack, we score goals. Uh, I just don't know how you're going to do that against the Red Bulls uh, with their defense. So Yeah, they're so- yeah it is. And I'm just, I'm just confirming. they Yeah, Nashville did have zero shots on goal. Mm-hmm. They had And they had mm-hmm. five. I mean, they had five shots in the game. But New York on the other side only had eight shots uh, total. So there's only 13 total shots in that game. So I'm wondering, I don't know if worry is the right word, but I'm I'm thinking that is a could be a very likely scenario of kind of just a, yeah. you know, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, in that case, it doesn't even matter if the loons can hold control possession like Nashville did. You know, if you aren't getting any real chances with that possession, then what good is it? So I don't know. I hope it's not a boring game, but we are so early in the season that – Unfortunately, very could very well could be, but uh, okay. who knows? Um, we'll see. Uh, home opener again. Everybody knows that, it next Saturday. That's the nice thing about it is um, whether it's whether it ends up being a boring game in the stat line or not. At least that energy and anticipation building up to kickoff is going to be great. It's going to be amazing because it's the home opener. People are beyond excited to get back, obviously, to Allianz Field. 
and cheer mm-hmm. on the loons. So yeah, the, I, the, that's the one, I mean, I don't, whether I'm predicting a boring game or not, I, I would love to be there. Like we said earlier, just to experience the energy and excitement. All right. So let's go to some fun stuff, Dave. Sure. Uh, new, new segment of the podcast, ask the AI. That is the chat GPT AI. We're going to ask some questions and hopefully get some great responses out of it. Uh, there are some limitations, of course. Chat GPT cannot, it, it can't tell you like who's best between two pr- people. It can't like say, mm-hmm. this guy's better. You know, you've looked at, through it, David. If yeah, Dave, yeah. you know, it can't go that way. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to ask Chat GPT to write us a poem about, <laughs> uh, write us a poem, write me a poem about a head, about a manager. And eh, we'll say soccer manager, soccer manager named Adrian, who is missing his star player, Ray. Let's see what it comes up with. Got to give a little time because it's it's thinking. Yeah, it's pretty quick, thinking, though. Thinking, quick. thinking, thinking, thinking. Okay, there we go. Oh, here we go. That's coming right now. All right, let's see. Still go. Oh, still, oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah. It's got a long poem for this. Holy shit. Hmm. Hmm. All right. That's that's a very long poem. Jiminy Christmas writing a huge you don't poem. Have, you don't necessarily read all of it, but certainly yeah, you'd have to give some of the highlights. Adrian was a soccer manager bold whose team was strong and full of gold, but missing from his star-studded crew was a player who, who always came through. Ray was his name, a man of grace. On the field, he'd run every race. With a swift kick and a sharp mind, he'd leave the defenders all behind. But now Adrian felt the weight of missing Ray. It was not fate, for injuries had taken their toll and left him with an empty hole. Well, that's not true, because he's not injured. The team had lost its brightest light, and Adrian knew it was not right. He paced the field and thought and thought. How could he fill the hole Ray had brought? But then he smiled a plan in mind to train the team, make them refined. He would not let Ray's absent, absence weigh on his team, who would still win the day. So basically, it's uh, talking about that. Every the rest of it is it, whatever. But uh, yeah, so they, he wrote a poem about Chat GPT. Wrote a poem about Adrian missing a star player, Ray. So there you go, That's Dave. You impressive. got you got one you put in there. <laughs> well, I guess I I wasn't as prepared as you were, but I, I will. I want to say a couple things about this because I literally just jumped into Chat GPT for the first time. Yeah on Friday evening just for some fun. And there are some things that I learned that, you know, cause I had seen it all over Twitter and I was like, Holy cow, this is blown up. What's going on here. But it's, it is interesting how it specifically says, um, you know, it has a limited knowledge of the world and events after 2021 as yes, of, yes. you know, so that's unfortunate. Now maybe that'll yes. improve or maybe that'll change. You know, we're just kind of using the beta test version basically essentially at this point where they're trying to learn and develop and and so of course it also says it may occasionally generate incorrect information and then so which it does uh i think i I think i told i think i told you guys at this last podcast i think i said that i asked it for the top fan podcast for mnufc and our podcast is in there but it was not uh the the guests the hosts were not us it was like wes and some other guy well and here i was like that's funny because I did. Okay, first of all, I'll say basically I say I'll, I'll give you a few examples of the 
of the the questions that I asked it, and maybe in the meantime, if you think of another fun one, we can ask it. That'd be great. But I said I first start out. I said, will a minute Emmanuel Reynos still play for Minnesota United FC in 2023? Question everybody wants to know. Of course, he it basically spits. I shouldn't say of course because I didn't know at the time. But as it, it's kind of spat out its generic response. As an AI long language model, I do not have access to information about future events or actions or individuals. I cannot predict whether Emmanuel Reynos will play for Minnesota United FC in 2023 or not. So, and then I basically went on to ask questions just like just from where is Emmanuel Reynoso? Didn't get a good response. I said, <laughs> and then I and then I said based on gambling websites. How many games will Minnesota FC, United FC win in 2023? And kind of this is then where I begin to learn that it doesn't really, it's not up to date. It doesn't have much information beyond 2021. And it doesn't participate in gambling. I should let everybody well, yeah, know. That's that. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Then, yeah, fun yeah. one related to yours. I asked, what is the Lunacy Podcast? And I won't read the whole answer, but it starts off okay. It says, the Lunacy Podcast is a podcast designated to covering news, updates, and analysis related to Minnesota United FC, a professional soccer team in the United States that plays in Major League Soccer. So far, so good, right? And then it goes on to say, the podcast is hosted by Steve McPherson, a writer and journalist who covers Minnesota United FC, and Callum Williams, the team's play-by-play commenter. I'll stop there. That's not us. Well, that's the funny thing is that I think they're they're thinking of Sound of Loons, which is that's what the Sound of Loons is, right? Yes. So this chat GPT doesn't know what the frick is going on. And the funny thing is, like it said, it also mentioned the Daves I Know. And it said David Sterling was a member of the Daves I Know, which is not true, which is not true. He's not. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. That's just it's, it's crazy. So what's impressive though, even I obviously of those four examples that I just gave or three examples, you know, mm-hmm. most of them either didn't give the answer they want or it wasn't accurate, but it's impressive to see it just type out an answer in front of your face. So it's it's what it's so different from your typical search engine, and it's a lot of fun. And I will I'm not gonna go into the answer to this one, but the best answer I saw was something that kind of related to my work. So here's here's what I asked it. How can you optimize protein permeate yields in microfiltration processing of whey? And it Shit. went on to give a it went on to give a pretty detailed answer. Jeez, so that I was pretty impressed by that. So like if you knew nothing about you know processing of whey in a microfiltration system or an ultrafiltration system yeah. for that matter, you yeah. uh, you could learn a little bit in just a matter of seconds. So that's pretty fun. Oh yeah. So, well, and then another. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Sorry. That's the big thing about uh, this is that the teachers are scared now because there have been ways that you can actually write a whole paper using chat GPT. If you put in the right things, if you say, I want to write a paper about this, they include this, 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 you can write your whole paper. And teachers are worried now that these students are going to keep these papers, especially in high school and college, uh, give these uh, AI papers. And it's funny. Yeah. So I think people, yeah, people are worried about that. And I think also people are worried about, you know, it, it kind of it replacing a lot of jobs. And in this case, you know, a lot of white collar jobs, not not the blue collar jobs, but the white collar jobs that can replace. And this is actually kind of a, an interesting anecdote that I have. Actually, when I was up in Duluth, I was talking to a friend of a friend who works for Plenty of Fish. It's like a dating, but they're a coder. They're a coder for Plenty of Fish. If, mm-hmm. I say a husband and wife team, they're both they both do the same profession. They're both coders, and they were legitimately worried because that's another thing that 
uh, something like either ChatGPT or the others can do, they can literally write code. You can ask it to write a code mm-hmm. segment of code doing this or doing that, and mm-hmm. it, it it comes back. And so that that is another interesting a- aspect of it. But uh, here's one: yeah, you it can... might even it might even take our job because well, I asked. Said, yeah. I asked. I just before we jumped on here, I asked. I said, uh, write a podcast. Write a podcast transcript previewing Minnesota United's upcoming game against the New York Red Bulls. And of course, boom, it goes. It starts with parentheses, opening music and introduction. That's what we do. And then it goes, host, welcome to the latest episode of our podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of soccer. Today we'll be previewing the upcoming match between Minnesota United FC and New York Red Bulls, yada, yada, yada. But it goes on to write, I I mean, it it would be, if we read out the transcript, it would probably be over in about five minutes. But it is showing you that it can, can do things like that. Good God, man. No, let that happen. Now, of course, Jesus. I don't know. It just, it just comes. I'm not going to read the whole whole thing, of course. But it, it does. It just comes up with. I don't know where it comes up. Obviously, it's the problem of not having a lot of knowledge post 2021. Because here's, you know, I'm just. I'll read a paragraph right in the middle. John, I think it'll be a pretty even match. Minnesota United FC has been playing well lately, but the New York Red Bulls are always a tough team to beat. That's maybe true. They have solid defense. That could be true. And a well-organized midfield. So it'll be a challenge for Minnesota UFC to break them down. That actually could work. But then I, I, I'm, I can't find it, but there it goes on. Yeah, it says like Minnesota United is coming off a two-game winning streak. New York Red Bulls, on the other hand, have been off a bit of a slow start to the season with only one win in their first five games. So obviously it's just making stuff up. Like it doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't know. Doesn't know what's yeah. going on. Uh, I asked it a question and we'll see what the response to. I said, is Allianz Field in Minnesota the best soccer stadium in MLS? See what it says. Oh, it's thinking a lot about this. It can, uh, cannot provide a, an opinion. Okay. Okay. However, Allianz Field in Minnesota is widely regarded as one of the most impressive and technologically advanced soccer stadiums in the United States. It is home to you know, Minnesota United FC, but the state of the art facilities, amenities, and the title best is a matter of personal preference, you know, blah, blah, blah. So basically it says, well, I can't tell you that, but this is what it is, you know, basically. Mm. So, yeah, here's yeah. here's a good one. Like you could, it's just, it can, in certain, and since Connor's not here, he's not going to do a history segment for us. So I just, right now I plugged in the question, who are the Minnesota kicks? And it came, came back with a, a, a response right away. And it looks like an accurate one. I mean, the Minnesota Kicks were a professional soccer team that played in the North American Soccer League, NASL, from 1976 to 1981. The team was based in Bloomington, Minnesota, and played their home games at Metropolitan Stadium. And it goes on to describe, you know, another paragraph or two of relevant and factual information. So it's just, it's interesting how, you know, normally we're so used to just typing in Minnesota Kicks into kind of Google, let's say. doing going to Wikipedia. Yeah, doing yeah. your own, but you, you'd Google it, then you might jump to this website or that website or, you know, mm-hmm. Wikipedia. But this is taking at least a couple steps out of there to prevent, mm-hmm. present organized information. So it is, it is kind of, it's kind of well, relevant. A, it might even be able to help us. This is a big thing now. I think there's been a lot of news reports about it. And uh, like I said, we're going to use this. We'll have a, one segment a, a week. We'll use this. We'll ask it a question or two and see what his answers are. I think today, Dave and I were just playing around with it because. Yeah, you know, it's just us today. So yeah, our first, but, our uh, first foray into into that segment, yeah. and uh, it would have been funny if we actually started out our podcast reading from a Chat GPT transcript. Yeah, because you see, I've seen like on whether it's YouTube or Twitter, I've seen so many like news reports that 
you know, blah, 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 blah. By the way, that what I just said was generated by chat GPT. So maybe we should have done that, but uh, oh well. Man, we could, we could have done that, but yeah. Mm. That was a little fun with chat GPT. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk one funny story. And I'm sad the boys aren't here to hear it. Uh, but uh, yeah, the National Park Service uh, issued a statement saying, never push a slower friend down in a bear encounter. Hmm. Did, you, did you hear that? Never push that a slower the, friend the, down. No, I, I have not. Yeah. I thought that was the whole uh, idea. The National Park Service offers some sage advice for park visitors who encounter bears. Never push a slower friend down. Okay. The NPS said on its official Twitter account that feeding another human to a bear is never the answer. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. Did they give an alternative? What are you supposed yeah, to no, do? Hey. Otherwise, if, I don't know what you, else you're supposed don't, to do. Hold on, hold on. If you come across a bear, never push a slower friend down. Even if you feel the friendship has run its course, the MPS tweeted. <laughs> what? Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I suppose, well, that, that that's an odd that's an odd thing because I suppose here, I, I'm surprised it doesn't say something like never push a faster friend down because if, yeah, like, let's yeah. say, you I don't know, let's say you and I were out in Montana and we saw a bear started chasing us. If I knew mm -hmm. I was faster than you, I'm not saying I am, but if I knew I was, I wouldn't worry about it. I would just start running and you could run behind me and the, the may the faster person win faster friend let's, in this case, win. I would push. If I, if I knew you were faster than me, then I might yeah. consider pushing you down. Right. So you're saying that like pre, like back in our teenage days when I ran cross country, I was talking about you probably today. pushed me. You probably pushed me down. Yeah, exactly. Faster than Nowadays exactly. that we're 43 and I'm probably slower than you are. Yeah. I mean, we'll let it run its course, but the uh, a reply to the tweet asked what a park visitor should do if they are, are the slower friend, to which MPS said, check in on the friendship before you head to the woods. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they didn't uh, reply to you. Yeah, the, the MPS shared a link to its bear page of bear encounter advice, which includes hiking in groups, picking up small children, and keeping food away from the animals. But the fact that they're like, don't push a friend down to get away from the bear. Because we've seen... Not with bears, but we've seen this in, in action movies before. We've seen, like, there's a dude, there are a couple guys, or two guys, or a gal and a guy, whatever, and somebody's, like, injured, like, at a bad ankle, and something's coming at them, and that, the bad person always pushes that person down and says, hey, you're, you're getting fed to this guy first, there you go, and of runs course, away, yeah. you know? But in real life, I don't know if I'd ever push a slower friend down to get away from a bear, it, it, it reminds, right. It's all, it's disturbing that they'd even bring that up. I mean, I think it, you might, I think a natural reaction might be to just each person for themselves and like, Hey, Tony, yeah. let's run, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's yeah. go. I, I don't know that it should be crossing your mind to push me down or, you know, vice versa. Speaking of, cause it's you and I on this podcast tonight. So I can say this, does this remind you of a Seinfeld episode? Oh, it should, because I've been watching a lot of those recently. What the clown and George? Oh, the yes, fire. I know. The fire <laughs> where they're in that apartment. And he yeah. pushes the old lady away. It's like, yeah, never mind, you know, you know, never mind the children, old ladies first. It was just like yeah, he's yeah. pushing out. Pushes the way her away. Out yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never had a fire of that. I've never, and that wasn't even that. The funny part was it wasn't even a serious fire but i've never had a fire in my house but yeah i'd like to hope i don't react that way <laughs> i mean the fact that the national park service has come out and tell you this means that 
either a it's happened before hmm. or b they've got a lot of like questions about it which or are they just trying to be funny well it's trying to be funny but i mean again and in, in our society nowadays i i i could imagine something happening i can imagine it Mm. Somebody pushing down their their slower friend, saying, "Oh well, he's good to go. Get get the hell out of here. I'm going to run faster than you are." So there you go. <laughs> but yeah. anywho, yeah, fun times. So uh, again, never push a slower friend down in a bear encounter. That's a good word for the wise, right there. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, no, but kind of something. Just I'm just combing through twitter just in case maybe there's a last minute uh uh headline or news about the loons or there there really isn't although bruce mcguire did tweet that twin cities could pile up another six to 12 inches of snow this week before the minnesota united home opener next saturday and yep. to which andy andy greedy replied snow opener sequel so who knows and it's in again not to get to my weather nerdness thing but it's supposed to come thursday into friday now mm. Um, if it comes through fast, we won't get much, but if it slows down or gets blocked, like some of the meteorologists say it's going to, it could be a three day type of storm. And then you're talking about problems on Saturday and all kinds of shit. So we'll see it is March in Minnesota. So it's anybody's game. Yeah. What's going to happen. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's started snowing since we started recording this podcast. And we'll yes. 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 Um, before we go, I want to say again, thank you to our, uh, the band that puts together our intro music. That is Grand Holler. Uh, and, uh, they just go to their website, Grand Holler. I think it's grandholler.com uh, or find them on Spotify or wherever you find music. I think they're pretty much everywhere. Spotify, uh, specifically though. I mean, if you have Spotify is where they're, I think they're based off. I don't know if they're Apple music or anything like that, but Spotify, you can find Grand Holler. Um, if any shows are coming up, I will announce them on this show. Uh, they don't have anything coming up right now. They did this thing in Red Wing a couple weeks ago. Had a good time down there. So, yeah. Anywho, uh, for myself, Tony, and for Dave, we'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully with a full cast of characters. So And uh, after a Loon's victory, let's hope. So, yeah. so uh, we'll talk to you next week. Go Loon's. Go, go Loon's. <laughs>